0: Welcome to the Realizing Genius Podcast. I'm your host, Heidi Christensen. This is where we dive in each week to chat about parenting, education, and realizing our children's genius. I'm an educator with a background in individualizing learning, and I'm obsessed with helping people find and nurture that genius in their children and themselves. Let's dive in. Hi, geniuses. Today, I'm with Marty Forte. Marty, I'm so glad you're here with me today.
1: Well, thank you. I appreciate the invitation, and I'm excited to be with you today.
0: Yeah. Now, you have been in homeschooling for a long time. Yeah. You've been an advocate for over 20 years. You homeschooled your two girls. How did you get started in homeschooling?
1: That's a fun question, because we knew that our girls would never set foot in a state school, in a public school. We just knew that, right? That was instinctive. My wife is a credentialed teacher. and That's the funny part. And so we're just thinking about Montessori and all these other funky little options that are out there. And then one day a neighbor had my wife read an article on some other subject. Said, Here, Carolyn, read this thing in this magazine. And so she read it. Now, my wife is a rabbit reader. I mean, she reads everything. And There was a homeschooling issue by John Holt in that magazine article. And she goes, wow. She goes, Marty, look at this, look at this. And we look at each other and go, no, we got it. (laughs) So we started homeschooling our girls. Mm -hmm. And we also followed the teachings of Raymond and Dorothy Moore. Mm -hmm. And we actually have met them. And we've talked with them, got encouragement from them. And so we started our journey. And this is when homeschooling was still not accepted. I mean, people were going to jail in different parts of the country for homeschooling during that time period. Yeah. So we're doing it. We're plotting along and we're doing well. And we started to attract other people. And Carolyn and one or two of her friends, they started their first group like a homeschool park day in the San Gabriel Valley. And then when the kids were teenagers we were doing good and people started asking us, hey, can you help us? Well, sure. And so they encouraged us to be part of helping them out. That was the seed, the genesis of EIE. And we started having a little resource center in a spare bedroom in our home. And then a few years later, we outgrew that. So we went to a business park and got a little 400 square foot place. And then after a couple more moves within that same business park and knocking out a wall, drawing two units together. Now we have a 3000 square foot resource center specifically Mm for homeschoolers. But we knew in the beginning that our kids deserve better than being subjected to the artificiality of the schools.
0: Yeah, no, and it, Make such a big difference that artificiality yes it is so artificial because it's trying to make kids learn when they really can't be made it's like that you know taking a horse to water you can't make them drink
1: exactly exactly and we were all about exploration uh-huh. explore all kinds of different venues different ways of learning and, and the kids were pretty active and all other things, because the big S question comes up, socialization. Yeah. So, you know, we just did all kinds of, they had their church friends, they had their neighborhood friends, they had their karate friends, and they had their revolting friends. They had, oh my God, they had more friends than they had non-friends. And it yeah. worked out great, because we were very unstructured, if you would. Yeah. We would have been, we were big on delayed academics, and we were big on the John Holt kind of concept of just learn, yeah. find ways to learn more and more about different things. And so that worked out really good for us. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, that love of learning. If you teach someone to love learning, then, oh, their life is is so much better. I mean, and it's their entire life. So many people come to me and it's like, well, how do kids go to college if you're homeschooling them? And it's like, Well, I'm not teaching college prep. I'm teaching life prep. And if I. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. If they love to learn. They're set for life because they can learn whatever they want to.
1: And the gift that you give your kids is that traditionally the colleges love homeschool kids because one, they respect the professor better. Two, they do academically much better than Mm -hmm. the average classroom educated child with a private or public and they just have more fun it's the Mm -hmm. homeschool kids that introduce themselves to the professor Mm -hmm. and so the colleges have found that they really like it in fact most universities now have a homeschool department within the recruitment office and admissions office so hey we do okay
0: that's great to hear that is great to hear Now, I know you're very involved in the learning styles. How did you get involved with that?
1: It was at a either HSC or CHN convention. We spoke. Oh, no, I know where it was. Mary Leppard used to have conferences. Okay. And we spoke at all her conferences, and we were vendors. And the authors of the learning style They were vendors as well. So I created a friendship with the husband, with Ron, Mm -hmm. because he was also convention floor manager, if you would, the exhibit hall. Mm -hmm. And so we've got a real good relationship going. And we started talking to him about learning styles. We were just right in. I mean, this is like, here's the golden goblet. (laughs) It's so exciting. And so we took all their training, Uh years and years of training. And we spent a lot of money, a lot of time.
0: Yeah.
1: But that investment was phenomenal. And we still have a close relationship with them, but we love the concept of what they've done. They've taken the learning styles and broken it up to the various segments that are important. Mm-hmm. And we have a thorough understanding of why, why there's conflict between parent and child many times. You know, when I talk about the producer and the creative person, I mean, when that creative child is late to dinner, the parents react and say, you're being inordinate. Now there's tension that's being built.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And if you have too much of this, you're going to always have separation. Right. And we don't want that. that that's yeah. a total violation of the purpose of homeschooling.
0: Yeah. I know when I realized I was going to have to homeschool, I had to change a lot of what I was doing. Yeah, I can imagine. I had four little boys. And I was
1: Ah, (laughs) yeah. Ah,
0: Yeah. Well, then I had a fifth after that. So, but when I first started, I had these four little boys, and I felt I was yelling all the time just to be heard, and it was really hard to get away from that conflict. But that conflict. Really, I was like, okay, I'm either going to have to figure this out or I'm going to have to spend tons of money on therapy sessions for all of us.
1: Yeah. You know,
0: and I really wanted to make it work. And so, you know, I figured out how to do it. But once, you know, the other conflict that homeschoolers have is the conflict with their kids with wanting to learn. It's almost like with the curriculum or the plans that you make. And um, that's where I found the learning styles to be invaluable.
1: It's a marvelous tool. Mm -hmm. If you combine a few other tools, like looking at the Moore formula, that was huge for us. Mm -hmm. Um, I also have a attitude that kind of freaks out some moms. And I was told, and this is what I say, if a child does not break or bleed during childhood, They've had a bad childhood. <laughs> you had boys, so you probably had plenty of those. But here's the reason why. A child who breaks and bleeds is a risk taker.
0: Yeah.
1: And if you look at society, it's the safety-oriented people who work for risk takers. Mm-hmm. So this is all part of the formula. Let them have that free spirit, you know, contained, of course, with, with respect yeah. and honor. it's real important respect and honor, but be able to let them explore, let them take a few risks, follow teachings of John Holt, the teachings of Raymond Moore, and a few other great influencers back in the 80s. And I think it becomes a phenomenal journey to be had. Yeah. And you got to think long term, if you want homeschool for two years, so the kid grows up, then it's not the same approach that you're allowed to take. You got to take that producer approach to stay within the realms of the quote artificial scope and sequence. Yeah. Yeah. It's great.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally agree. I've, I've had to work with families in both arenas and, it's so much more fun if you can do the long term because it's like, okay, yeah. you're not getting this right now. Let's put it aside and we'll come back to it. And exactly.
1: Exactly.
0: Yeah. Let's not, you know, totally beat up the kid, but the other one, if they have to go back in, it is important that they stay within that because otherwise oh yeah, yeah they, they can be setting themselves up for failure if they don't.
1: Yeah. We want success. We, and, want, and success. we, want, it, we want it to be fun the kids you know yeah,
0: yeah. Really and fun. it really can be and it can be fun for the whole family I know I mean I have a couple of advanced degrees but I learned so much more yeah homeschooling yeah. my kids than I ever did and, like,
1: and, and, and that's the beautiful thing not only are your kids learning but you're learning you're finally understanding history yes <laughs> because you're taking the time to throw away the textbook and dwell into the biographies, autobiographies, historical fiction, and some good movies. And now we understand what it was like, you know, well, just take the Rush Limbaugh books. I mean, if you read those Rush Limbaugh books, you will know what it was like to be in the revolutionary period. You will Mm -hmm. know what it's like to have been in the Pilgrim period. And an understanding of the time period is awesome. Because the average kid takes history, and they memorize 5,000 names, dates, and places. They take the exam, regurgitate, and then forget. Yeah. Because I'll, I'll do this to some naysayers that come my way. I, I said, is that your kid over there? Yeah. yeah. He said, He's high school, right? He's had U.S. history, right? Then I asked him three questions. Ah, this is fun. do uh-huh. some What's the difference between the American Revolution and the Civil War? Which one came first, and basically, plus or minus 40 years, can you give me the time period? and what president was involved in those conflicts? And these kids have no clue. They got the American Revolution in 1948, mixing oh, it up. No. Oh yes. They have no concept of a world or U.S history. Oh wow. And I don't want the kids to memorize 5,000 names and dates. I want them to understand what was it like to be a centurion. In the Roman Empire. What was it like to be with Magellan when he's sailing the seas of exploration? What was it like to be General Washington yeah. when, when he's having to deal with the revolution and you know how he worked his best? George Washington had a spy network. That was mm-hmm. a phenomenal story. Nobody knows about it, but it's phenomenal. Yeah. And why did Mr. Arnold do what he did? if you understand Benedict Arnold, you're going, wait a minute, man. He was ambitious. He loved the limelight and he traded his standards for a lifestyle. Yeah. And and so that kind of understanding, it's so beautiful.
0: Yeah. I did not understand history at all until I was homeschooling. And then when I Got to the point where I decided I wanted to get my teaching credential. I decided that the only thing I would be willing to teach in a classroom if it ever came to that would be history because now I love it.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Yeah. We have
1: all, right. all the resources, all the wonderful museums, and we have Riley's Farm and we have reenactments. Uh, and we have the internet. Oh, the internet is phenomenal when you think about yeah. it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I know it is. It really is. I'm teaching a basically a class on the American Revolution, the founding, and we did Valley Forge this week. And we had the kids running all over the place. Um, they were drilling, you know, trying, basically figuring out okay, what do we have? What are the steps to load our yeah. rifles? They had to then go to another area where they were actually building uh, tents that where all of them could fit in, and and then they had another area where they had to use flint to make a fire and oh, scavenge, scavenge to have something to eat and you know bind wounds and it was so much fun. They will remember for the rest of their lives this activity
1: absolutely oh yes and that's the understanding they got to feel it they got to taste it they got to psychologically accommodate our head and around what was it like back then
0: yeah
1: it's too much fun it's yeah. i feel bad for the parents who can't homeschool because I they're know. missing out on so much
0: i know i know i do too when i first started homeschooling my mom was a nanny for this little boy and he was the same age as two of my boys and he would beg his mother, you know, can't I be homeschooled? <laughs> he would see all the stuff we were doing. I felt so bad. Um, he got to do stuff with us on the weekends and stuff. But oh, that's um,
1: good. That's
0: good. yeah, that's yeah, awesome. but but it is, it is so much fun, it's so much more fun to to homeschool.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, keep the family together. together.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that is one of the things I think that's important. So You were able to incorporate all of these different activities and be closer as a family. I know um, our family was as well, because we had the flexibility due to homeschooling. Um, If for someone who's just coming into homeschooling, because with everything that's going on in the school system nationwide and politics, I mean, there's so many things out there, so many different reasons why people are homeschooling now. What are the biggest benefits to homeschooling besides oh, being out of the system? Besides being yeah. out of the system, the benefits I believe
1: is one, the cohesiveness of the family is greatly enhanced. That if when, when my girls were growing up, I traveled a lot, mm-hmm. I was gone from one to three weeks for 20 years, but I was able to go field trips where are you going dad Seattle for two weeks yeah we'll come and I had a great expense account I can always get a a, and I stayed in nice hotels Marriott's Hilton's whatnot so I get two beds and And what I expense for dinner for me I can feed the whole family at Denny's (laughs) and the kids learn to explore I remember the time um, the Marriott on Front Street in Portland Oregon and I and on the top floor I was like high floors and yeah. I said, see that rectangle down there? It's got a big number on top. It's got about six wheels on it. It's got a driver right here. That's your ticket to adventure. And they learned to use public transportation, my wife and the two kids, uh-huh. and to explore all the cities I took them. Or I would drop them off at eight o'clock in the morning and I said, I'll pick you up about four o'clock. Have a good day. And they were able to really have. Some good experiences. And that exploratory time period on my business trips allowed Tanaya when she went to Africa to travel by herself to go find some friends. She went there twice. And she had courage. She wasn't afraid of the system. And so she'd be in public transportation. And she's a short girl. And so all these Africans holding on to the bus handrail and the armpit is right in her nose, you know? (laughs) And, but the experiences she had were phenomenal and she still draws on those experiences today as a parent. Uh So it's just fun. And another thing is that you get to reinforce your family value systems.
0: Yeah,
1: It's not being diluted by the garbage that's out there. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And so my girl's, have held on to our family value systems. And they're even holding harder to them now, raising their kids. So that's important. Also to create a love of learning is much easier when you have a more flexible environment. And then also being able to take vacations when you want to, <laughs> you know, you're not stuck taking vacations in June and July, man, because Maybe ski season is pretty good in Aspen in March. (laughs) So let's just take two weeks off. Or let's say that you have an out-of-state or out-of-city grandparent who's ailing. What a precious gift to give your kids the last two or three weeks with grandma before she passes. Or that's a great gift for grandma Mm -hmm. to be around the kids. The other kids can't do that because... Mm -hmm the ADA monster is there. We need your attendance for our allowance. But it's the benefit to the family and to the student. And we can prepare the student through exploration and through academic sensibilities to prepare for where that kid wants to be at age 25. Priceless.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree.
1: And we expand also their Their abilities to socialize with the different things you do.
0: Yeah, yeah. The whole socialization thing, I think, is so funny that people are so worried about socialization. And with homeschoolers, they just socialize differently. They're very oh, they socialized.
1: In most cases, in most cases, and we did most two cases. exceptions. But oh, yeah, the majority of the kids, they retain their innocence a lot longer.
0: Yes, that's true. Which I love. Yeah, I really do. Yeah.
1: And, you know, these other kids, are, they're subjected to such intense pressures, socially, mm-hmm. psychologically, physically. I mean, it's just amazing. And we can, and, and I'm not a protectionist.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: didn't isolate my kids, but I did insulate them. Yeah. Because the isolated child ends up in rebellion. Sooner yeah. or later, you know, the parents who... Protect them from all the evils of the secular world. You know, guess what? You know, live in that world. Let's prepare them for that. Yeah. But let's prepare them also to stand up to the world and say, I like my way. Yeah. And I think homeschooling provides that wonderful gift of continuing the family lineage of principle, honor, respect.
0: Oh, I love that. I love that. Well, Marty, thank you so much for sharing your genius with us today.
1: Pleasure. Oh, my goodness. Very fun time. Awesome.
0: Thanks so much for tuning into another episode of the Realizing Genius podcast. Head over to realizinggenius.com forward slash podcast for all the show notes and links and to share your ideas of anyone you would like to have me interview. Have a wonderful week realizing your genius.